Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. God, I mean, who's ready to roll? I mean, I'm I'm just a ball of sweat. Everything is agitating. There's not a single thing right now that's not going to be agitating in life. Oh, well, also, it's so fucking hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, more younger and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith we'd like to thank Shauna Angelique and Kate for joining the WTB family on Patreon thank you so much for being our latest bollocks I fainted earlier can you believe that so embarrassing you fainted where were you in public or at home I was very much in public okay I'm gonna say something (laughs) I'm going to put it out here, right, and uh, tell me if this has ever happened to you. I don't mean the fainting part. So we went to my kids, my son's open day thing, to go and see what they've done over the year. And we came out of the, the school, and it was really hot. It is really hot, isn't it? It's crazy hot at the moment. I mean, it's just like, what the fuck? Is it still 36? I think it's 36 degrees at 7 p.m. Go on. Yeah. I mean, in London, I'm sure it's the same, and in Manchester, but in Brighton, the hottest part of the day is half past six this evening. Is the hottest part of the day. Anyway... That aside, so I'm, I'm I'm just coming out of the school. I don't know what happened was, but I, I went to close the gate and one of my boys went underneath me and his head banged my elbow. Okay, bear with me. Banged my elbow. This pain shot up through my arm that was so intense I couldn't speak, right? And then I said to Chloe, oh, my arm. This is what she said. I said, I don't remember saying anything because I don't remember anything. Apparently I said, my arm, my arm, then I sat down and then fainted. 
Wow. It's crazy. I can't tell you how intense the pain was. It was like, it was the most extreme pain, like the kind of pain where you think I might throw up. And then I felt really lightheaded. Obviously, it's so hot at the moment as well. It's about 30 something degrees. So that probably didn't help. But I literally sat down, passed out, woke up. Was like, you know, when you're in mid dreams, so Chloe's like, I think she's fainted. And I was like, I wonder who she's talking about. And then I was like, and I was like, why am I asleep? Why am I on the floor? What am I? Because I'm in the middle of the pavement. And I wake up, people are standing around me looking concerned. And I was like, I have no idea how I got there. But the pain in my arm, you, you know, like your funny bone. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has that, have you ever had that? I don't mean fainted, but have you ever banged a joint and it's just made you feel like crazy? Well, times that by 10, because that's how it happened to, that's what happened to me today. I've never had anything like it. And boom, I was out cold <laughs> in the middle of the street. Crazy, right? Oh. Anyway. I mean, it's not something you want to do, is it? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a woman that likes a lot of attention, but I do like to be in, I do like to be in control of the attention I receive. Don't want to just be passing out in the street. Perhaps it's your body just just going. It's too much painful. Let's knock her out. Maybe that's a, it's a safety measure or something. Mm. Yeah, maybe that was it. Because honestly, I've never. It, and obviously, it hit like a some sort of nerve or tendon in my arm that just sent me do lally and and I just went oh I really can't cope with this and boom out cold what about that just starting the podcast with a bit of drama there oh see Jen just because I had a puffy eye you've always got to top trump me haven't you <laughs> yet again it's gonna be my week where I talk about my illnesses but no Jen has to top trump me with a blinking I'm so I fainted sorry. in the street I've had a bit of a dramatic week Alison I look like I've been punched in the eye. My eye got allergic to something. Don't know what. It was so puffy that she was coming over my vision. I look like I've been punched in the face. Maureen. Yeah. So was it an allergic reaction? Well, we assume. I went to the opticians yesterday and they went, there's nothing wrong with your eye. And I was like, oh, it's weird because why the one eye? But um, I had to go and perform like that. I mean, it's Ooh. not, your eye was fine. My it was eye just, was fine. It was just, you had an allergic reaction and it had sw- swollen and, and that happened. So it, it could have been anything. But you just whack some antihistamines in your body and boom, it'll go eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also burnt my finger. So that was good. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. It's a busy oh. week. Basically, I was cooking, cooking healthy. And I went to pick up a pot, but I put the pot on the hob and I didn't realise that the metal handle had been over the yeah. burning flame. Oh, Maureen, that must have really hurt. Yeah. Did, did you hurt. did you run your hand under a cold tap for a long, long time? I did. I've got a blister coming up, so I'm looking forward to that turning oh. up. But in positive news, I went to visit Charles Dickens' house yesterday. Great. Was he there? No, he was out. Oh, that's, that's inconvenient. <laughs> I love it so much that that's your positive news. I was getting real excited, and you're like, ah, Charles Dickinson's house. Well, all right, yeah. It was nice because part of the, the, the ticket, the card that Jen bought me for my birthday, the um, National Trust art card or pass card, whatever it's called. And I went there so you can get them for free. That's a, it's a really useful card. And I went round and it was like a, it's a small museum, so it's very informative, but just enough. Do you know what I mean? Just was there much. air conditioning? That's all we need to know. No, there wasn't air conditioning. Maureen, why did you go to a place without air conditioning? Because I had time to go, I had to go to the opticians, which is very near Top Secret, and I was performing in Top Secret, and it was like, okay. do you want to go back? Do you want to go? So I'll kill some time. So I went to this little museum. Yeah. Which I would recommend. It's got a very nice little cafe, which I didn't get to use because it was like 15 minutes before they're about to shut, and I thought there's nothing more annoying when you're about to close and then somebody comes and orders something, isn't it? Wow. Well, still open. Pop in. That's what I say. <laughs> 
Business is business, right? If you're shut, shut. If you're open, you're open. Don't be doing that thing where, are you open? Yeah. Can I get a drink? Oh, we're just closing. Well, then then, then just say you're closed and then I'll, I'll go away. Um, how are you, Alison? Anything to report? I was in Dublin. That's, like, pretty. Oh, oh yeah, how was Ireland? You, you were <laughs> in the flat. In <laughs> right, OK, we won't mention the club in Dublin. We'll be polite. We'll be polite because there's a lot of comic condos that exist that could be like this. But this one is particularly in a, in a real spicy area of Dublin. Although, to be fair, Dublin in general right now is a pretty spicy area, is what the people of Dublin were telling me. It's exciting. But it was interesting being there because, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but Irish people are like one degree away from being a vampire. And so oh, yeah. this weather is not... They're burning up. They're just exploding. I'm <laughs> seeing smoke trails as people are walking down the street. Yeah. I was like, wow. It's, you can't yeah. have freckles and ginger hair and cope with this heat. It's not going to happen. No. no, no, no. It's not made no. for this weather. No. I mean, look, I'm beige and I'm not made for this weather. None of us born in this country are made for this weather because this is completely freakish weather for us. We are not used to 40-degree heat. It's not something that we have adapted to. We might have had a holiday once where it got to 35 and we went, ooh, it's ever so hot. Mm-hmm. But in our own homes, God, no. I mean, I, I don't know how you cool down. I had a shower earlier and I immediately was like, hot like 10 seconds later I, I i could basically live in my shower but anyway so ireland to dublin yeah. you did the gigs went to galway for the first time very fun uh-huh galway's nice yeah it was beautiful galway's lovely did you do some gigs out in galway or did you just i did a gig in galway and it was very fun lovely yeah uh, they're, they're lovely. a great audience in galway aren't they yeah they genuinely are like it was they're yeah. insane in Ireland. They're just such, like, the best... They're really nice, yeah. The yeah. best audiences. I don't know what those people are on, but I need some. Uh, but, you know, it's good to get away to Dublin to get some sun. That statement has never been no said before. No one has ever said that before. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Talk about the fact that there's, like, a, a, a climate emergency... You know, without saying climate emergency, there's a heat wave in Ireland. OK, there we go. Done. <laughs> um, I just want to go very briefly back to the flat. Uh, yeah, Alison, yeah. Because, I uh, you the only reason I say that is because I had one of the most miserable weekends of my life there. One, I had very bad vertigo when I was staying there, and so Ooh. I wasn't feeling very well. So I couldn't go out of the flat in the day. So I spent all of Friday and all of Saturday in that flat on my own. Now, Alison, what do you think about that when I say that to you? How does that make you feel? Sad. Sad inside. <laughs> Sad inside. Because <laughs> the street people outside are having more fun than you outside your front door while it's, they're doing it's, drugs. But there's <laughs> something about that flat. I think it's haunted. You said that. You're like, I think someone died. And I'm like, oh, for sure. For sure. Somebody died in that flat. And the vibe in there is negative. Yeah. And also, bearing in mind, you are basically got a flat that is on. I'm trying to imagine, like, if you lived in Manchester, imagine a flat that's ground level on Canal Street. Like, people are, like, screaming and shouting outside your flat at, like, yeah. six in the morning. It's banging on the windows. I found uh, the people who, you know those buses where people pedal and it's like a pedaling tour and they... A booze bike. They park outside the flat. Oh, yeah. So they're they going all day. Oh, so it's stagging hens all day, just different crops right outside my window. That was fun. It was fun hearing the different types of celebrations that were occurring. Alison, only you would say that that was fun. That made me viscerally angry, but Alison's like, yeah, it's fun times. Well, what are you going to do, right? I know. Your cup is half full. It's great. Um, 
<laughs> well, I'm glad you had fun in Ireland. It's a great place to gig for, and also a beautiful country. And normally, right, everyone's like, oh, the airports. And yeah, the airports were madness, you guys. But you know what? It was cool. I got to go into the airport lounge. I feel like I really won today actually flying. I mean, wow. Didn't feel the heat until I got back to Manchester, walked off the plane, and I was like, oh, it's hot. I better get home. Until then, cool as a cucumber all day long, guys. That's lush. That's good to know. Alison, you've been winning this week. I, too, have also been winning. I swam the peer-to-peer on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Um, from the West Pier, for those of you not familiar uh, with Bryson, uh, it's um, we have two piers. We've got one that burnt down, which is the West Pier. It's the the original pier of, in Brighton. And then we have the new uh, pier. It's not new, but obviously the newer pier called Palace Pier. And every year you can swim from one pier to the other. It's about a kilometre. And uh, yeah, I did that on Saturday, and it was it was. Uh... A woman swam over me though. Can I just say? I was in the fun race and I think we needed to have a little word with some people about it being fun because there was some lot of elbowing and a lot of like, because you get timed. I I tell you how little I cared about my time, Alison. I didn't even ask. Yeah. That's not what this is about. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah, Who gives a shit? Did you get to the end? Yeah, fine. Uh, A woman swimming over me was uh, a little bit hairy. Didn't say sorry either. By the mm. way, you two. No, no apologies. Just swam over me and then looked annoyed that I was in the way. I was like, Jen, there's no rules in the water. You should know that by now. There are no water rules. It's Wild West out there. I know. I, do you know what? I, I learned that. i tell you what was interesting as well, because I was I, I try to swim uh, bilaterally, which means you swim on both sides uh, so I can see what I'm doing. But I got very tired quite quickly because um, I'm not very fit. So swimming on both sides, I have to do like three strokes instead of like two strokes and so I couldn't keep it up so I started breathing on the second stroke and I basically just swam out to sea somebody in a canoe had to point out I was actually halfway to France before I actually managed to swim back but anyway other than that good fun beautiful weather and uh, I got a medal which I, 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 I should have brought with me to show you yes, you would yes. Have been, guys impressed. you would have been impressed huh with I'm my medal impressed. I'm no. very impressed. I'm impressed. Was there anyone really like just taking her easy, like just doing like a crawl? Like, did it oh, have yeah. to see? There's some women just doing breaststroke. I mean, I think there was there was one woman just lying on her back. I think she kind of misunderstood what the what the deal was. That'd be the thing I'd be doing. I know, Maureen. I'd be like, let's hang with this lady, whatever. I was, I was like, you're not even facing the right direction. But anyway, I, I, I'm going to say she never made it. She might have, but certainly not that day. She didn't. Um, but yeah, I think everyone had fun. And um, look. Isn't it nice to feel like you've achieved something? Because it's been such a long time since I've achieved anything. So I, I gave myself a little pat on the back. I can feel the applause that's rippling through. Thank you. That's oh. more of a slow clap, Alison. Oh, I forgot to mention. I saw Jen in action at a comedy charity what? show this week, last week. What? Yes, yeah. the one with you, Kerry Godman, Frankie Boyle. Yeah. Marcus Birdman. Oh, God. Um, I oh, Sorry, Maureen. I've got like a what sort of goldfish kind of brain do I have? Um, <laughs> For the NHS, a big charity. Like, it's, a, it's a campaign to stop privatisation. Your NHS needs you. Yeah, so check out the website. Uh, it was a big, big charity night. Joan was hosting it. I was backstage. I, d- I was actually very well behaved. But it was really qu- quite fun backstage as well. Good old Natter. Caught up oh. with yep. Harry Godleman, Rosie Jones. 
Frankie Boyle. Frankie Boyle. Marcus Brigstock. Oh, yeah, Marcus Brigstock was there. He was on good form. In fact, everyone had really good gigs, didn't they? Yeah. Marcus Birdman, who we're going to have on the show next yes. week. Very Very exciting. Exciting. He, was, he was hilarious. Marcus was really great. He's going to be guesting next week. He's a very good friend. We're having him on the show and he's going to have a good old natter with us about what he's up to. And that's going to be next week, which will be our final episode of this particular season. Mm -hmm. Seasons. Thank you, um, Maureen. But anyway, (laughs) listen, what a weeks we've had. Um, We've had puffy eyes. We've had creepy flat in Dublin. We've had peer-to-peer. We've had burnt finger. We've had Charles Dickinson. Extreme heat. We've had extreme heat. And we have, let's not forget, let's never forget the fainting episode. Jen passed out from uh, funny bone pain. That's a real thing. Funny bone pain. I think we've all been suffering for that for years, funny bone pain. <laughs> we've been doing it emotionally for years. You did it physically for the first time. I did it physically. <laughs> Finally, I channeled it through my actual body and received 100% funny bone pain. Anyway, it's time. Now to head over to Maureen Younger. Maureen, you've had quite the week of technological fails, but it's time to find out what the real issue is with your be my morning moment. I'd managed to block myself as a spam sender. I chose my own number and my own contact to block. <laughs> oh my God, Maureen, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I understand, but I don't understand. I've got to shut this down now. I've got to shut it down. This one is, I think, very relatable. In fact, Jen, you've done it before. It cannot be, Maureen. Yes, you've done this as well. So Okay, fair enough. I couldn't find my glasses, right? I always lose my glasses, but there's always various places where I tend to put them, like they've fallen off the desk or on the bed, whatever. I there's very, couldn't find them, couldn't find them. Luckily, I've got a spare pair. Well, they're reading glasses, but I can use them now as, as proper glasses. So I, I got them out. Oh, normally I thought my glasses turn up, but it's like, oh, it's a bit weird. It's been a week now and they haven't turned up. And I was tidying up, sometimes that does happen. And there was a glass case on my desk and I thought I'd put that in the drawer. I thought well, there's nothing in there. And I looked, that's where my glasses were. They were in the glass case where I'd put them. Where they should oh, be. Where they should yeah. be. Because I'd gone to the opticians and obviously I'd then had my, I'd had to take my lenses out. And I put my lenses back in the evening because I was working. Put my glasses in the glass case, put them in my handbag. I don't know about you, because I, or Alison, you you would, because you put things away. <laughs> but I never put anything away. So like, I never look. Like, where they're meant to be is always the last place I look. So I never bothered looking in the glass case, because I thought, well, they won't be there, because I wouldn't have I put them in my glass case. So I spent a whole week looking for glasses, and they were in my glass case. Look, Maureen, it happens to the best of us. I've been there, I've done that. I, I, I don't actually feel like you can legitimately use that as Be More Maureen moment. But <laughs> that's actually now, we've, we've, we've hit a wall, haven't we? With Be More Maureen moments. That Maureen is having to use something that, to me, I would be like, yeah, sure, of course. But also, it's not up to your usual standard. Go no, away. It's not. I mean, Go look- away. Have a little think about, have a, have a little think about who you are, Maureen Younger, and make some bigger moments. Okay. I mean, they probably were. I just didn't notice them. That was I would, the that's that... exactly what I was going to say. Like, 18 happened. She just didn't realize this week. Just she didn't, was like, just hey. didn't realize. Do you know what I mean? I mean, somebody wrote to me today and said, Oh, my friends are coming to see you tonight. And I'm like, Hope not, because I don't think I'm performing. <laughs> I get that sometimes where people say, yep, looking forward to seeing you on Thursday. And I'm like, I'm I'm at home. Where where yeah. am I supposed to be? Yeah. I did text her and go, where am I supposed to be? And she never got back to me and I never checked. So um, am I, if I get a call in any minute now. Do you ever get this where sometimes if you, um, 
legitimately can't do a gig. I have been messaged. Some people cross with me. I bought tickets to come and see you at such and such and you didn't turn up. And it's like, well, I think we need to have something, a subject to... to, to Change, is it? They're fishing for tickets is what they're doing. That and is they got fishing them. for tickets, yeah. Oh. I was doing up the creek once and this this somebody messaged me and they went, I'd love to come to the show, can you get me some tickets? Like some comps basically. I didn't know who they were. And it turns out they'd messaged some other comic on the bill as well. Oh cheeky what name? Why don't you buy a ticket? Because you know when you're kind of like, Do I know this person? Because sometimes, obviously, people remember you and you don't remember them. And I'm like, do I know this person? But obviously she did it to somebody else. I thought, you're just trying to scam free tickets. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of... Look, often I can see through it, but uh, more often than not, um, I am very much available to be scammed. This last couple of weeks, I've been going through all of my mum's stuff. We're getting ready to clear her house out. All of that kind of stuff. So I'm finding loads and loads of photographs and bits and bobs about my mum. Anyway, I found this photograph of my mum and I... (laughs) Where we got scammed, basically. We were at the Trevi Fountain and this guy took a Polaroid picture of us. And he was like, oh, I've got a beautiful photograph of you ladies, da, 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 da. And it hadn't, you know, developed. He was like, please, let me give you this photo as a gift for you and your mother. Let me, you look like sisters, all that kind of crap. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Anyway, he gives me the photo immediately. Five, five euro, 10 euro, 15 euro, 20 euro, 25 euro, 30, 40 euro, 50, 50 euro. I was like, what are you, Bruce Forsyth? You just seem to be going higher. I was like, mate. I said, I'm not going to give you 10 euros. Fine, what have you got? What have you got? And I, I stupidly got my purse out. He saw, I did have 10 euro. Boom, he's taken it. I've got a Polaroid for a 10 euro. Absolute cheek of this bastard. Anyway, the hilarious thing was, bearing in mind, we're in front of the Trevi Fountain. <laughs> the exposure was such that you saw my, my mum and I, but the background is completely black. <laughs> <laughs> So there's just a photo of my mum and I in front of... Could be anything. I mean, I know it's the Trevi Fountain, but there's you can't see anything behind us. And I was like, I paid a tenner for that photograph of what is ostensibly fuck all. Well, I got my lovely mum's face in there, but other than that, I was like, what? <laughs> it just got scammed. Oh, funny. Uh, anyway, I let funny. it go. I let it go. You'll be pleased wow, to hear because... That's unlike you. No, we were on a holiday in Rome and I was like, I'm not going to hang on to that. And actually, every now and again... And I have seen this photograph a few times. When I see it, it does really make me laugh. <laughs> Just to see us in front of a black void. <laughs> anyway, Maureen, one of the most disappointing people Maureen moments. <laughs> it's fun. Do you know what? But here's the thing. It was going to be downhill because we caught it. She did one live last week. You're absolutely right. And in fact, we had two last week. And we peaked, didn't we? We yeah, absolutely the gong peaked. Yeah, beta, I think, was, was... Don't worry, though, everyone. Don't panic. She's still going to do really fucked oh. up strange things in the oh, future. Yeah, I mean, like, that's... it's going to keep happening. Don't you worry. Listen, but We're going to have a no. big gap between now and the next series, and boy, oh, boy. <laughs> some crazy motherfucking shit going to happen. <laughs> uh, anyway, Maureen, even though it was below par for your usual standard, I still very much enjoyed your Be More Warren moment, if only that I could empathise with it, everything that you went through, which actually <laughs> has made me feel like maybe I am becoming you. Oh, my God. <laughs> But now it's time to go to Alison June-Smith because she is our aunt of the agony kind and she is here to answer your questions. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Oh, 
Well, listen, uh, again, thank you, everyone. Please don't be shy. Keep sending in your problems. This one, I think, is a great one. This is great. Me and my partner are about to move into an apartment together. It turns out we have very different styles and can't agree on anything from furniture to decorations. How do we overcome this when it comes to setting up our new place? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, especially the first time you move in with someone, it's a whole new, you know, you got to accept some things. So I was like, this is a very good question. I really like it. So the first thing I thought of when when this question came up is I thought, okay, you have to remember that this is the first big relationship thing you're going to do, I think. This is the start of the relationship. You're not even moved in together. So I just want you to realize that however you handle this situation is probably going to be a reflection of how you're going to handle things moving forward in your relationship. This is one of the first, you know, if this is a thing between the two of you. So we've got to have a bit of compromise. We've got to have clear communication and some patience. So the best, I think what you got to do is you got to ask a lot of questions about what it is people do or don't like. And what is it about things that they don't like, right? Some people hate a leather couch. Some people love a leather couch. Why do you not like a leather couch? If you get to the reasons why somebody doesn't like something, maybe it's not that thing at all. If, and, and you can respect that and find a happier ground. So I think there's a lot of discussion. And again, look, a lot of couples probably don't care. But this is a couple where two people are coming into it going, I don't like your stuff. You don't like my stuff. So... Talk about your ideas and allow for open discussions. Please don't go into it going, I will not have a goddamn leather couch in my house no matter what. You've got to at least embrace it a little bit. Maybe a leather ottoman is what you're going to end up with. But you know, you got to give a, give a little. You got to give a little. I think you should start doing, I can't believe I'm saying this, get a Pinterest or collage board. What are some pictures of things that they like? What are some pictures of things that you like? Sorry, Alice, I'm going to have to stop you there. Who's using Pinterest now? Have we? I thought we all agreed that we weren't using that anymore. Some, but what I'm saying is, is it's not having to make an actual collage. It's not having to. You could just like have it on your phone. That's why I still like Pinterest. If you wanted to be like, I like these colors. I like this picture. I like this thing. It's all in one place. I mean, you could put it somewhere else, but I just think Pinterest. That was the purpose of it. So I'm like, yeah, I can make a Pinterest. Do I don't know how to make a Pinterest. Uh, but I understand the concept of it. I would myself would make a collage, <laughs> but I don't think people are still fucking making collages all that often. Alison, would you yeah. actually physically go and make an actual collage? So you'd have to like go, I, I'm calling it a collage, like a, I mean a collage, like go around and, and, and cut out things from magazines. Jen, I have absolutely made a life dream collage in my life more than once or twice. I can yeah. imagine Alison doing it. I can, I can say, obviously, I've checked out of this because I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, the one reason I bought a flat, yeah. the flat I did, was because it was all decorated because I was like, oh, I'm not... Like, you know, when, like, I just could not be... If I, what I would do, I'd get my friend Michelle... Yeah, but, but, but here's the thing. I'm not saying I would do it. If I'm moving into a flat on my own, I know what the fuck I'm going to put in there. I'm saying if there's two people who hate Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, well, here's kind of the shit that I like. Here's kind of the shit that I like. I just like, as long as I've got somewhere for my books, I really couldn't give a shit. Yeah, so it would be no problem. You'd never run into this, you know, because no. if you lived with someone, they'd be like, I'm going to do this, and you'd be like, but that's great. But I can great. see that you would do a collage. I mean, sure. could you imagine get, telling me to do a collage? I'd be like, okay. Oh, Maureen, I would never do that. I would never do that. <laughs> Maureen, no one is going to ask you to do a collage. <laughs> Maureen, I want a collage about your feelings. I want you to tell me how it is. I think any kind of collage that Maureen produces would be like some weird cheese dream. And I think I don't want to see it. It'd be like, Aah! 
Oh, do you know, I forgot to mention, you know, with Charles Dickens, <laughs> every time they had dinners, they would finish it with toasted cheese. And a third of all their recipes included cheese. I'll allow cheese, that because though. I love cheese talk, so it's allowed into this prompt. But let's not be, let's this is a person who's written in. This is a problem. No, I know. I'm so sorry. We're, we're back on collages, uh, uh, Pinterest, and that was my fault, Alison, and I apologise. No, no, I'm just saying this is collecting ideas to get an understanding of what not another likes, okay? You don't have to do Pinterest forever. Figure out what rituals are important. Okay, what does this person like to do? Where are they going to spend most of their time? Do they need to have a place where they want to go video game? Are they a TV person? What do you do with your time? What is your favorite things to do after hours? That will also help you to decide things because if he particularly wants a room or she particularly, then some of the shit that they have that you don't like can start off in that room until you figure out where the fuck it's going to go or if it's going to go anywhere in the house. So by establishing rituals and the way you like to live your life, you can kind of figure out where pieces might go. Find some common ground, all right? Like, I like, say you like the color gray. Great, there's a common ground. Start on that. Keep it simple. Find something that you can agree on. And don't let other people stick their noses in. I think there's a lot of, like, friends or relatives who would be like, oh, you should do this. You should, you know what? Tell them to back off. I get really annoyed with people who feel they need to butt in and, Nah, this is where you guys are going to live. So don't let people do that. I had a friend whose mother was really pushy one time, and she, like, did the flat for And I was like, that would annoy the hell out of me. So don't let people shove their way in. This is you two finding your space. Edit your inventory. What do I mean by that? Look at what you got, okay? Figure out what you have between the two of you and build around that. I think sofa is always where you start when you're moving into a place that's just me do you got a sofa go from there what pieces maybe do they have do they have a tv table start to look at the inventory of what the two of you have together and then i'm gonna say it both of you start to purge some shit okay you don't have to throw it away but you put it in a box you put it to the side moving into a place with a clean palette as much as possible is a nice way to start off Budget, maybe money will determine. Hey, you hate that coffee table, but you know what? You can't afford it? Great. You love his fucking coffee table now. Refinish it. Do some shit with it. But keep an open mind about this stuff. Also, sentimental items, okay? You may hate something of theirs, but if it means something to them, this is where that compromise comes in. I hate a picture that is in our hallway. I fucking hate it so much. I think it's so cheesy and so ugly. But I know how much it means to him, so I put it in a hallway that nobody really goes through. But it's out. It's out of... Chloe did that with my picture. It's in the hallway, so you can't see it. (laughs) The hallway is so narrow that unless you turn around at a 90-degree angle and face the picture, you can't see that picture. And I tell you what, neither of you have ever noticed that picture in the hallway, have you? No, what picture is it? What picture is it? Exactly. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Wow. <laughs> See? But that's compromise. That's yeah. love. That's love, though. She put the picture up. Picture's out. Yeah, it's like a picture where no one can see it and no one knows it's there. <laughs> but it is up. Yeah, okay. And that brings me to my next point. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just because your picture's in a tiny little hall that no one sees, that picture is out. She has found the compromise. So it's don't too sweat- late, Alison. After this is finished, there'll be some words. You're going to go raging down. I'm going to get a message <laughs> from Chloe. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Last case scenario. Look, if you're really stuck and you guys got money, because look, some people designing a house is what they do. They got money. For me, it's more about functionality and what i got to get. But if you got money... And you guys are having a hard time, then you know what? 
Get yourself a professional to help you out. All right? Then you can share your Pinterest with the professional, and they can be like, boom, you're going to get a a loaf sofa. You're going to get this coffee table. Boom. Professional can help. And at the end of this all, if you you listen to these words and it's still, you know, you're like, ah, I'm just going to say this. I'm just putting this out there. If you're feeling frustrated, if you're worried about this moving in, if you're obsessing about the decorations, I just want you to take a step back and go... Is it really the decor that's stressing you out or are you worried about something else in the process of doing this and moving in with someone? So I'm just saying maybe take a step back and think about why it is that this is the thing that's, you know, because it's about the relationship moving forward. So maybe just take a think. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not saying always. I'm not saying always. Don't go abandoning relationships out there, everyone, over the leather sofa. But take some chances and, and think and compromise. Allison, that's very good advice. Do what I do. And just let your partner have complete control (laughs) of the aesthetic in your home. It's so much easier. You don't have to have an opinion about anything. It turns out I don't have many opinions. I really don't. I mean, I've got lots of opinions, haven't I? But when it comes to anything, I don't really. So, Do you like that? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah. Do you have an opinion about that? Yeah. I don't know. Unless it's absolutely gross, you know, unless it's like, but her t- she's got such great taste that I have yet to see anything where I'm like, normally Chloe will do something and I'm like, oh, that is absolutely brilliant. Well done. I don't yeah. think she's ever put up anything apart from that bloody... Do you remember she used to have a little birdhouse above the door in the... Anyway, this is a conversation to be having off the podcast, frankly. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know, we should let that fly. I don't want Chloe to hear anything about the bird. <laughs> oh, no, no, we're keeping that in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's hidden my bloody picture... That bloody birdhouse is next to go. You see if it. You see if it isn't. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, Alison, thank you very much. It's staying. It's staying. You're absolutely right. <laughs> You're welcome. That birdhouse will outlive me, and, and we all know that to be true. And I'll be gone, and that bloody birdhouse will still be there. Anyway, Alison, thank you so much. That's great advice. It's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah. If you do have strong opinions about take or, or you're right. There are plenty of things that I have that are mine that I really like that I know Chloe hates, but we've had to compromise a little bit. Mm -hmm. I've just said I'm so sorry, but I like it, so I've got to keep it. This is my thing. Um, Again, they're they're, they're all under the stairs, so (laughs) they'll never see the light of day, but I'm not chucking them out because I'm not a walkover. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Boy, you look surprised that you're here. I've just woken up. And yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick. I just want to put it. It's called being professional, Alison. <laughs> Of course, we ought to find out. We're, we're very cultured women, uh, but but generally all we watch is television. So what have we been watching? Well, I watched it last night. It was the first episode. The BBC's new three-part drama, The Control Room. Tell us everything. It's set in Glasgow, and basically the hook is... Um, so it's the ambulance con- uh, control room for Strathclyde, and one of the operators there, Gabe, he gets a call from somebody, and it turns out this woman has murdered somebody and she's in a panic and then she recognizes that she knows him what wait what yeah his name's gabriel because it's that gabo and then she she cuts off so obviously the police are like who is this woman do you know who this woman is because no i don't know who this woman is turns out he does know who this woman is ah. it's like his first big love mm. wow mm. what are the chances and then she phones back to the emergency room because everybody's listening in and he kind of gives her a hint on the like he says something that he knows that she'll know where to meet him but nobody else will figure that one out and so they meet up and she's like you know I've um, I've basically killed this guy and he says you know, give yourself into the police she goes no can you help me can you just move the body for me oh I think you've misunderstood okay. what number you've called <laughs> anyway this is this is agree- 999 <laughs> he agrees Okay, right. Suspension of disbelief is high here. I mean yeah. that that bit when they, when you kind of go nobody in there. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm all. I'm out. I've tapped out of this. <gasps> You're working uh, for emergency services on nine nine nine. Someone phones up. You recognise them. They go. I've murdered someone. Do you fancy popping around and helping us get rid of the body? And you're like, <laughs> I'll be there in ten, babe. Just let me finish up here. No, <laughs> no. That wouldn't happen. When he does agree, you're like, because obviously he doesn't agree at first, and then he agrees, and then you're just like, no, I mean, I've, I've loved people in my time, but I think if they said to me, would you like to, could you move a body if somebody had killed, I'd probably go, you know what? You're an ex for a reason, you're that's an what ex. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> the reason you're, we're not still together is this kind of behaviour, frankly, so anyway, no. And so anyway, he, he goes to move the body and something happens, I won't say what. And so anyway, it's, yeah, I, I don't know, there is that, that bit is a bit like, you're like, eh. I don't know whether somebody would do that, no matter how much they're madly, they were madly in love with somebody. problem with a lot of BBC dramas now. I have to say, they've got, they're starting to go a little bit... American. Berserk. American, like a little unrealistic, where you're like, oh, did that really... I don't even mind a little bit of unrealism, to be honest, Alison. My problem with these BBC dramas is that it feels like there are too many fingers in the pie. 
You know, too mm. many people involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the writer has come up with an idea and then a producer's got involved and then a development person's got involved and then a script editor's got involved and then they've ended up with a jumble full of, what the fuck is this? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, because there's always a million side stories that yeah. they try to... Or they create a storyline and you go, oh, this storyline is interesting and then they just drop it and you go, oh, we've decided not to continue with that. You're like, what? I finished, Maureen, mm. Sherwood, and I wish I hadn't bothered. Okay, Why? Am I wrong? It's just, it was like, there was a whole storyline. Okay, I'll get just, um, Alison, I'm not going to, and for anyone listening to this, if you're watching this or you want to watch this, I'm not going to spoil this for you, but there was a particular storyline that runs through the whole show that is irrelevant, really, to everything. But it seems to be the main storyline. And then you get to the end and you go, oh, it, no, that didn't mean anything. And you're like, what? Well, that, why was that the primary storyline? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just thought, okay, so this was basically, this could have been an hour and you've made it six hours because four hours of it was irrelevant, okay? Or five hours of it because I'll just do my maths now because it's five (laughs) plus one, it makes six hours, not four plus one. Anyway, that sounds like something similar, the control room. I mean, I I have to believe in the premise, otherwise I just can't go along with the story. Like some bloke going, oh, yeah, babe, I'll just pop round and help you get rid of a body. What? I haven't seen you for 20 years and you've turned into a psychopath in the interim, but that doesn't matter. I'll be there in... Come on. Come on! Yeah. Anyway, Maureen, I might check it out, but uh, it seems unlikely. Did you ever finish the other one, that Channel 4 one? Oh, no, I haven't, actually. This is a problem. I watch one or two episodes and then I kind of lose interest and I don't... No, that's not a problem. If you lose interest, you don't have to watch the rest of the goddamn series. Watch all, I did yeah. watch the eight episodes of The Staircase, which I'm still not sure why I did that. Oh, but anyway, yeah. I tapped out of that, Maureen. I tapped out that in episode. Me um, too. But I, I got as far as episode six, and I was like, oh, it's just Oh, calm. wow. Three, I'm, I was like, no, I'm not wasting my time. Yeah. You know what I'm really interested to know, Jen, is what Austrian horror movie Alison watched this week. <laughs> Maureen, I have to apologise. I didn't get an Austrian one uh, in... <laughs> I am going to watch an Austrian horror movie. <laughs> I bet you, I didn't look hard enough. I bet you I could find an Austrian horror movie that would suit this, my, my problem. But, okay, so I was thinking of, like, house, moving in together, right? Moving into a new home. So we've got the obvious ones, right? We've got Amityville. Beetlejuice. Be- <laughs> Beetlejuice, isn't Maureen, I never would have thought of that, and that is an excellent suggestion, Maureen. <laughs> And I will accept Beetlejuice as a horror film. Excellent choice, Maureen. It's one of the few films I horror films I know. Beetlejuice. I love that. That's the, one of the few horror, horror films she's yeah. watched. It's, it's a horror film. It's not a horror. It's a, like a it's a kids film. How can it's, it be a horror film? It's for children. Well, I find it horrific. Jesus Christ. Okay, carry on, Alison. <laughs> Don't let Maureen interrupt you anymore. The the one I'm going to suggest is nothing like Beetlejuice. So if you like Beetlejuice, don't, this is not. I'm going to recommend the horror movie Sinister, starring Ethan Hawke. Good old Ethan Hawke. Haven't seen him for a while. He's a matured man. A true crime writer, he's a true crime writer in this, finds a cachet of 8mm, bear with me, snuff films, you heard it, in the new house that they moved into. He is a murder writer. He didn't realize that the murders that he's writing about are about the house that he's moved into. Thus, crazy shit happens. It is not for the faint of heart. It is one of the creepiest. Like, if you like a scary movie, like something that sits in you and like, whoo, chilled to the bone, 
this is one for you. Sinister blew my mind. And actually, really enjoyed seeing Ethan Hawke again. I thought he did a great job in it. It's creepy. If you like a good scare, this is it. It's recent, is it? It's recent. It's pretty recent. Yeah, what is it? It's a uh, 2000, well, 2012. That still goes in my recent category. You know, it's it's recenty. Sinister. S- title says it all. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon Prime, and I'm sure you can find it all over the world. I we, we keep I keep saying where it is in the UK. You know what? Go find it wherever you live, because I think it's in Netflix in the states. Whatever. It's a uh, yeah, good one. Alison, that sounds like a great recommendation. Thank you very much. I am genuinely freaked out by the very idea of those snuff films. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. already it's sending me into a bit of a scary tailspin. It's kids. It's kids too doing the. Anyway. Okay, I'm yeah. out. I know, I know. It's too much. But that sounds genuinely scary for all of our horror film fans. Maureen Younger, please. What is happening in your cultured corner? Well, I haven't finished. Oh, no, I have. Sorry. Carry on. Thank God for that. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> As I went to Charles Dickens' house this week, I thought, how about some Charles Dickens movies? Obviously, you can always read the books. I would recommend Great Expectations if you've never read Dickens, or if you want to go a short one, maybe A Christmas Carol, which is very short, and we all know the story. So these are some Dickens movies that I would recommend. My favourite of all time is Carol Reed's Oscar-winning 1968 musical Oliver. Oh. Yes. Based on Lionel Bart's stage musical. Have you both seen it, I'm, I'm guessing? Yep. Many times. It's fantastic. Even if you don't like musicals, you'll probably like this one. Everything about it is spot on. The songs are great. The choreography is great. Casting is pitch perfect. You've got Mark Lesser's Angelic Oliver. Oliver. You've got Ron Moody as a brilliant Fagan. Jack Wilde as the Artful Dodger. Sharni Wallace as Nancy. And Oliver Reed as a very, very scary Bill Sykes. The songs are incredibly catchy. And I think it's one of the few British musicals that gives the Americans a run for the money. And uh, it was nominated for 11 Academy Awards, won six, and also won some Golden Globes, and uh, I totally recommend it. Do you like it? I think it's... I love it. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. It's one of those films that used to be on in British television all the time, like at Christmas or whatever. Even the um, scene, you know, with Bill Sykes and um, Nancy, which is a very dark scene, but even that scene's, I think... I mean, it's... It's not graphic. No, because it's a kid's movie, isn't it, in a way? so Yeah, but I'm glad that they could have quite easily glossed over that and that not happen. And I think sometimes it makes it worse when you don't really see it, but you kind of... It leaves it to your imagination. I think it makes sometimes it makes it worse. 100%. I think anything that makes you create in your head is always going to be better because it's yours. It's... Yeah, no limits. Okay, um, other two films featuring Dickens things. I suppose the, the classic 1946 version by David Lean of Great Expectations. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes, Miss Havisham. Absolutely. She used to give me the jeebies. <laughs> Watching it as a child. Obviously, when you watch it as an adult, you feel more empathy for her, but you yeah. also feel like what, how tragic it is. But when you watch those movies as a child, you just you almost see it as the child does in it, where you're yes. like... Uh, oh my God, you are really scary s- scary and intimidating and very, very, very odd. It's very good. It's got John Mills, Alec Guinness, Valley Hobson, a very young Gene Simmons, and it's considered a, one of the classic British movies. And BFI said it was the fifth greatest British film of all time. 
Okay. And the cinematography is amazing. It's filmed in black and white. There's great use of shadow and light. And you can actually see it on YouTube. I would recommend you just watching the opening scene. Alison, it's, it could be from a horror movie. The opening scene is kind of iconic now. It's set in a graveyard. That's what I'm saying. And it is yeah. brilliant. Okay. So if you want to watch that, that's great. Uh, and then in two years later, David Lean made Oliver Twist uh, with Alec Guinness as Fagan and Robert Newton as Bill Sykes. And it was named, <laughs> the BFI named it as one of the 50 films you should see by the age of 14. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so yeah. I think we've all f- failed that one. <laughs> and then some other British classics. There's 1951 film Scrooge with Alistair Sim, who I love. I love anything Alistair Sim's in. Um, and if you don't really know British movies, they have the start, the big stars of the day included Kathleen Harris and Jack Warner, who was in, seems to be in every British movie in the 50s and 60s, Hermione Baddeley and Michael Horden. And then there's 1958 film Tale of Two Cities with Dirk Bogard, who was a big matinee star in Britain in those days. And there's also a 1935 version by Ronald Coleman, which I've never seen, but I'd love to, because I quite like a bit of Ronald Coleman. But I think the problem with Dickens is there's so much story that it's really hard to fit into films. They're very dense. I mean, and do you remember when, you know, there's certain of his books that they just never bothered making into a film, but then they did sort of make into a long TV series like Bleak House or Little Dorrit. But even like, like I saw the recent David Copperfield and I just read the book and they had, you obviously have to miss out so much and you kind of... I find it annoying, so I think TV works really well. In fact, there's a really clever concept. There's Dickensian, which I don't know if you've seen that. I have, is, yeah, yeah. It's really clever. Have you seen it, Alison? No. It's, it's a clever on, conceit. It, it was on iPlayer for ages. It was a BBC programme, but I think it was on Netflix or Amazon or something. But it's a really clever conceit where writer Tony Georgian brings characters from various Charles Dickens novels together in one Victorian London neighbourhood. And it's all about Inspector Bucket, who's a character in Bleak House. He investigates the murder of Jacob Marley, who's obviously a character from A Christmas Carol. And it features a young Miss Havisham. So this is before she gets stood up. And before she's cynical and jaded, where she's just a young woman living her best life and she's loaded and she falls in love with this young man who you realise is a cad. Yeah. And this is, this is the cad that is going to make her become this bitter woman later on in life. It's very sad. And mm. what's great is even if you don't read Dickens, you don't know any of the characters, it doesn't actually matter because he creates... The one thing that Dickens can do is creates great characters. So even if you don't know them from the books, you will still get an idea of the characters in there and you can still enjoy it on its own terms. You don't need to you know, be a Dickens aficionado. Um, various other TV adaptations I mentioned quickly. There's Bleak House, which you mentioned, adapted by Andrew Davis. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but it's got a great cast. Kerry Mulligan, Gillian oh. Anderson and Timothy West. Do you I know mean, what, Maureen? I actually have that box set on DVD. Have you? And I would happily, yeah. Give it to me. Her yeah, I would face happily just give lit up it everyone. to you. Um, <laughs> and also, it's, um, it's really good and it's right up your alley. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, that cast alone, you know, Kerry Mulligan, Gillian Anderson, Timothy Anna West. Anna Maxwell. And uh, yeah. Andrew Davis adapted it. Uh, and Little Dorrit uh, was also adapted by Andrew Davis and stars Claire Foy, which sounds very good. And last but not least, there's a stage version, The Life and Adventures of Nichols Nickleby, which came out in 1980 and was a massive success. It was by the RSC. It went over to Broadway, won loads of awards, and you can actually watch it on YouTube. But be warned, it is eight and a half hours long. So you have to be a real Dickens fan. But But that's what I mean. If it's eight and a half hours long, that's a TV series, isn't it? That's like a... So you can watch that on YouTube. So that's enough Dickens, I think, to be going on with until next week. Brilliant. Maureen, thank you very, very much for your uh, cultural corner. Those are great recommendations. And actually, do you know what? A lot of people enjoy reading. 
books as well mm. or great audio books get involved yep. once you get into a bit of dickens you'll always want to get you'll always want to head back into a bit of dickens anyway it's all available it's all out there just get your get your dickens inside you that sounded wrong <laughs> and if, if you're a big fan you can go to kent and go to dickens world not even kidding you. They got a Dickens, Dickens World. There's a Dickens World. I know that because my very first junglers gig I ever did was in Dickens Allison, World in Kent. That is one of the bleakest places. It's in Chatham, isn't it? Yeah, in it Kent. is Chatham, Kent. I've done yeah. that gig. <laughs> I was oh like, Dickens God. World. I'm about to tell dick jokes in Dickens. Is that just a pub or is it? It's like a, I don't even know what you call it. Bar and a theatre and it had like a. It was like yeah. a Dickens-themed uh, venue. Area? Venue? I don't yeah. know. Dickens World. We'll make a trip of it one day, Maureen. <laughs> Let's never, ever, ever go. I don't ever want to go to Chatham again. No offense. That's what I know about Dickens. Aren't you glad I know that, Maureen? Look at that. Well, I didn't know that, so that's wonderful me. Yes. All right, Jen, let's get to the highlight. What has got Jen's goat? I don't want to lose my shit over... Okay, this is it. Right, Jen's goat is happening now. <laughs> I cannot handle this. <laughs> I want to know why the Tory leadership race... Oh, right. We're going big. Oh, my God. Why are we televising this pile of fucking shit? Frankly, I couldn't give a rat's bollock which... One of these useless cunts leads the Tory party. I really couldn't give a shit. Why are we televising it when there's only about 10 people that can vote for it anyway? If you want to vote, yeah, then stick it up on a PDF and put it up online. I don't have to fucking see these people on my television screens, in the news, wanging on about them on the radio, wanging on about them on the television. Go a fucking way. Do your business wherever you need to do your business and let us live our lives, okay? I've got no control over who's going to lead the Tory party. Frankly, it's like a a fucking, just a sea of cunts. I don't care. I just literally don't care. So what I would like to know is why we have to know about every single moment or bowel movement or diet or intake or outtake of breath at these Fuckwits are happening. Happening? Happening. Happening. Having. Thank you. Anyone else with me? Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah, have yeah. been watching it, but I mean. I'm not watching it. Why would I watch that? But you can't avoid it because they just throw their faces everywhere because they're trying to make us feel like we're a part of this. Like we, this will be your people's prime minister. Oh, what is this? The third one we didn't ask for? Great. What I love is the fact they've been in power for 12 years. I mean, you'd think they'd just taken over from Labour the way they've been reacting. It's like, but you've been in power for 12 years. Mm. And they're all slinging mud at each other. It's absolutely hilarious. It's just... Um... Oh, did you see... Oh, no, the funny bit was when Liz Truss gave her, her, you know, her first talk and then couldn't figure out how to get out of the room. I mean... Honestly, it was hilarious. I mean, I mean, she could be our Prime Minister, so it's not that funny, but she honestly, she was like, there's only one door, so that should have been the clue. But even her own staff were pissing themselves laughing because she's kind of walking around trying to figure out how to get out of the oh, room. like a limbless mole. What the hell? If that doesn't already say what will happen if she is the leader. She will just constantly be looking for a door to get the fuck out the moment she's in. (laughs) Every time that woman talks, I just think, you don't know what you're talking about. You fundamentally appear to have no concept of 
any of your one of the Tory policies, anything to do with geopolitics, and you're our foreign secretary, any understanding of how Brexit works, any understanding of, of what's happening in the Ukraine, I just, I don't think the woman has a fucking clue. And I'm sick to the back teeth of hearing about these people. I, someone said to me, well, at least there's been progress, hasn't there? There's been progress in as much as now there's diversity. We can say that, that there's diversity. It's not just a sea of white people. There are women there. There are people of colour that are being, that, that are... And do you know what? I think when Martin Luther King was saying, I have a dream, I don't think he was including these cunts. I just don't think they were included in the dream. I just don't get what we're doing with this country and I don't understand why people consistently vote for the Conservative Party and I still have no idea. And that aside, that's why I don't want to keep hearing about a race for a leadership contest that I have absolutely no interest in, one, but also no impact on, no control over. It's not like I can vote. It's not like I can get involved with what's happening. So why are they constantly shoving this down? Just choose a fucking leader and get back to us when you're done. And then let us just live our lives. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Of course yeah. I'm right. I'm rarely wrong about these things. So that's what's been getting my go. And, of course, with this kind of heat, it feels like we're in some sort of insane, weird, like, fever dream. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I sometimes I feel like it's so hot and this stuff's happening. I think, have I just fainted outside my kid's school? Maybe I'm still asleep outside my kid's school. I don't even know that. That's what's maybe happened. This, maybe this is all a dream. This is. <laughs> this isn't happening. I am still unconscious outside my kid's school. This is all I can hope for. And when I wake up, the leadership contest will be done and we can continue with our lives. Or let's fast forward it. I'm happy to fast forward past the election and the Tories are out. Yeah? Let's dream big, people. Dream huge. <sighs> anyway, apart from that, I don't really have any very strong feelings about this. <laughs> Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTV, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.